Hello, all things Montessori community. I'm so excited to just be here and be talking to you. I hope everyone had an amazing Thanksgiving holiday weekend, and I hope that all of you are just doing well. I know this is kind of an intense time in the classroom if you are in the classroom right now. Uh, sort of winding down for the holidays, but you know, you had that sort of two week stretch before the holiday break. So I hope everybody is hanging in there. Um, I'm so excited about this episode today. You know, I had a friend and a guest back um, and it was so fun. So I had Austin Matt back. He is the founder of The Connected Montessorian. I had him on a few episodes ago where we really got into so many aspects of Montessori and the same thing happened this time. We could talk forever. He has since opened his school, Upstone Montessori, which we talked about on the first episode. Um, So if you missed that first episode, I do recommend listening to it um, because this is like a status update on how things are going with the opening of his school. So we talk all about the ins and outs of opening a new school, how to keep running a classroom while doing everything in the admin. We get into observation. We get into practical life. We get into Montessori materials and how people think they're really expensive, but you know how there's all these misconceptions. We kind of go all over the place, but it's so fun. So um, I really hope you enjoy this awesome episode with Austin. Um, The link for The Connected Montessorian is below. So go ahead and check that out if you are interested in joining his amazing online community. Enjoy. Hi, Austin. How's it going? It's going very well. Thanks for having me back. This is fantastic. Oh my gosh. I know. I love it. It's like we're getting the update from last time. You were just yeah. like on the cusp of all this exciting newness of Upstone Montessori. And now we're in November. So I'm assuming you are like in the thick of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We actually just had a, a, a big push, which we'll get into. But yeah, things are fairly even keeled at the moment. So amazing. Amazing. So let's backtrack a few months to Mm -hmm. the beginning of school and the preparation and everything like that. So like, do you want to just give us a general update on how Upstone's doing and also how you're doing? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So the slightly uh, longer winded version, last time we spoke was in May. Things were looking great. Uh, We were having open houses. Uh, I had hired a guide to begin working with me. We had space. Um, we had most of the materials, everything was there. Things were looking great. Yeah. Um, I think I previously spoke to about last time we had an issue with the lease. We get, didn't get the lease together in time. So we had to push that off a year, uh, to this year. Um, the, yeah, so the materials came in, uh, I actually, it was about <laughs> from when I ordered the materials to when, I got them all in was also about a year. Oh yeah. I mean, whatever like <laughs> COVID supply chain issues were happening. Yes. Um, what didn't really account for that, but you know, it worked out because everything got pushed off a year. Mm-hmm. Um, the guide that I had hired, uh, I think in February at the end of July had some personal things come up. Oh no. Oh, yes. And told me that uh, she was not going to be able to continue with the school. Oh, God. Okay. Before before I'm even started, I'm having this like existential moment. Um, Yes. So month to go, uh, 
scrambled, was able to find somebody, Montessori trained, uh, was very lucky to find her. Things have been have been going well um, mm-hmm. in that regard. Um, so continued to recruit families, started the year with with 10 kids, still have 10 kids. Okay. Um, we just these these past few weeks. So, you know, part of what I'm setting out to do is to really purposefully um, bridge the gap between home and school. And so just for this first year, uh, we are doing that a, a few like more typical ways. Right. Um, just because we're, we're new and we're growing. Um, so uh, we had parents come in for observations during about a half hour or so uh, of of our work period. Um, we had a curriculum night this week. We had conferences yesterday. And that has all finished. And I'm just like able to take a breath this weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which feels great. But yeah, overall, they seem super happy. They're impressed with what they're kids are already able to do and and the things that they're learning just in the first two months so um you know i think that speaks volumes to the montessori method and just like what kids are capable of in in the right environment but um yeah i mean things are things are looking good for the school we're just now that i'm able to like take a breath i'm gonna i need to start thinking about next year and recruiting families for next year we're hoping to add a classroom at our current location we have room to grow so we're gonna we're gonna try to add a class Awesome. Um, so we'll need the students for that. Yeah. But yeah, things are, th- I mean, that, uh, things are, we're in a good place. We're in a good place right now. So that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so the age range, uh, mm-hmm. are you a mostly young class? Are you growing with your class or do you have a mixed age? We have a mix. It's okay. young for sure. Um, our right. youngest turns three in January. Okay. Our oldest turns six. Uh, in the spring sometime March maybe April okay so that's great I mean I when I started um, an elementary program I had five and a half and six-year-olds and it was really really hard to just have the bottom half of the age of the mixed age group with the plane you know I think I'm actually glad to hear you don't just have a bucket of three-year-olds because I think that would be really hard and I mean that's great for your community yeah it's, it's, it's skewing young. Those young ones have a role model to look towards, you right. know? Right. Yeah. And even just like for my personal sanity, uh, the last two years, uh, because of COVID related issues, I worked in single age classrooms mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. with, like, you know, great kids. But, you know, the, like the mixed age classroom, there's just a, a certain something about it that just everything just works so well together with kids helping one another um kids getting interested in what the older ones are doing older ones helping the younger ones uh it's like everybody at, at different points in their development makes it a little more interesting for for the guides as well uh, oh yeah i mean if you just have one age range i mean i remember that it's just like you don't have a lot of material to teach <laughs> you kind of feel like a traditional teacher you're like well i guess i'll do a unit on fractions and we'll just stop there i don't know it's hard to like to mix it up a little bit so that's great yeah it is um it, in fact initially i was planning just for this first year to try to just have first and second years of three and four year olds um because then i wouldn't have to accommodate for uh an afternoon work period with with the older ones right but it didn't work out that way so 
um, you know, we, we moved things around and arranged things the way we needed to. Um, and we made it work and our, and our older students are, are awesome. So they're, they're really good role models. Um, and they're like super capable and, and, and super ready to, to learn and dig in and they're interested in things. And, uh, it's, it's just fun to, to be a part of. That's so cool. So you mentioned the bridge between home and school, Mm -hmm. which I think is becoming ever more present after COVID because the home environment became where we all were. Parents, you know, teachers from home, children trying to learn from home. So are you doing anything specifically uh, in regards to that in your, in the curriculum and your teaching? I mean, can you just talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, at this moment, uh, we are definitely heavily restricted by our our bandwidth, so to speak. Um, I'm sure. <laughs> giving, I, I, I give so I'm, I'm writing weekly updates with, uh, you know, just some of the things that we've been doing. Um, and, and I'll write a little blurb too about a, a Montessori, like some aspect of the Montessori philosophy in, in, in curriculum or Montessori practice. Um, to bring them along with with what we're doing in the class to to help to inform them a little bit um and then with these observations that we just did too i think you know you can you can say that students have freedom within limits in the class and you can say that they're choosing their own activities and you could say all these things but until you really see it uh you know it's it, it, it's it, it, there's there hasn't been anything like it that you've seen before. So you have no reference. Um, so it's, it can be understandably. So can be hard to, to visualize without seeing it. Uh, and we actually had several parents that were very surprised at they're like, Oh, we didn't know that three and four year olds could, could work like that. Which was, that. yeah, I know. Right? Uh, <laughs> I'm very reassuring. Uh, uh, I enjoyed and enjoyed those comments. I um, love it. I, I always loved like the Montessori surprise when parents yeah. are like truly shocked that their child can focus on something or, or maybe how calm and quiet the classroom seems, you know, when you look at the group of what three, four five and six year olds, and it's really everyone's working. I, I, I always loved that. And I think observation is one of the most important things, especially, and I'm, I'm happy to hear you did it because it's probably scary opening a new school and then inviting parents in. I think that would, that would, at least that would make me really, really nervous, but I think it's so important um, for your community. So. Oh yeah. Marginally terrifying. Right. Cause like, you know, yes. we're just months in all of, all of the students are, uh, they're all new to Montessori. Oh, okay. That was going to be my next question. Yep. Okay. So, you know, we had the ground rules in place. They know the routines, they know, they know what's up. Um, so I, I did, you know, there, there's always something that could go wrong, but you know, they're kids and people understand that it's really how, uh, we would respond to those situations that, that would be the most important thing for parents to see uh, in, in sure. general too. Like it's not, it's, you know, our job is not to control the kids. Um, okay. we provide the environment and we can be proactive as much as possible through the prepared environment. Um, and then when things happen as things do, um, you know, we, we respond accordingly. My dream. So I, so, so during my Montessori training, one of my, uh, one of the trainers is like, keep a list of all the things that you want. So when you run your own school, you can put all those things in place. One of them is a, um, a one-way mirror, right? It sounds uh-huh. invasive, but hear me out. Sounds invasive, but hear me out. <laughs> uh, 
so that we can do these observations without disrupting the class and and to also use it as like an, a, a parent education piece as well so we're not you know once in a while it's it's great to have people visit to just oh yeah it. it's good for the kids too it's good right for the they kids. get to see other people they get to practice introducing yeah. themselves etc that's great um but not as a means of spying Obviously. Yeah, one way mirror sounds sketchy, but I, I know. know what you're saying. <laughs> I know. It sounds very sketchy. Um, but uh yeah, to 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 be able to bring parents in and even um younger teachers too, for them to see how veterans handle certain situations, see how veterans run a class, um mm -hmm. could be super useful. I get I totally get that because I think that and especially to um the way I've seen observations done. I don't know if this is how you did it it's pretty much like a specific time of year and the children, it's like the parents are coming in like for two weeks. And so the kids kind of get accustomed to it. Um, so it's sort of like, it's real and not real, right? Because it's good that they get accustomed to it. So they kind of care less as the parents keep coming in. But then at the same time, it's sort of like this one segment in time that parents are going to be there. And I, I think, with elementary children, I don't think they care as much. I think primary kids were probably, they're probably going to be more disrupted because they might be a little bit more attached to their parents. Elementary mm -hmm. kids, they're in the second plane. They're like, I'm good. I don't need you. I mean, they still need their parents, but they're much more independent at that stage. Um, I know with, with um, just with friends that I've seen and talked to that were primary teachers would say it was you could always tell with the younger ones and, you know, they just wanted to hang out with mommy or daddy and show them all the stuff that they work on and things like that. And, and so I kind of, I can really see what you mean. Um, getting a snapshot. We kind of, we used to do this thing at the old school I used to work at with the toddler classroom. There was a door in the classroom that really wasn't that visible. And so the parents could seriously just sort of pop in and look in and the kids would never really would never really see them yeah. um and that was great because they could see what was going on and it was always like calm and beautiful and and fantastic so i totally get what you mean because as a montessorian you know how beautiful the classroom is you know the work you know how great it is all you want to do is show that to somebody it's really hard to do that without just being in there right yeah and there's you can you can say the same thing over and over. You can say it several different ways, but until they see it for themselves, I know. I know. Um, you know, it's 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 not going to be the same. Um, totally. I was very explicit with parents saying, like, make sure phones are off. I'm not going to be able sure. to speak with you at length in the room. We have a few adult chairs set up. Feel free to sit in any one. Move if you would like to get a different perspective. And then when we're done, we'll step out in the hallway and we can have a quick chat before you leave and I go back into the classroom. Yeah. So I made sure that we were on the same page, um, nice. but we, we did have the mix of kids, too, where some were like, like glued to mom or dad. Others, uh, it was as if their parents weren't even there. Yeah. Um, you know, as as to be expected with with that group. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's j just like having people, parents, other guides, having them see how the classroom is run, uh, I, I think is super important um mm -hmm. and it's just like there's there's so much that goes into it to not share that mm -hmm. there's so much preparation there's so much expertise that goes into it to not share that with others um seems like a huge missed opportunity 
I completely agree. And yeah, like I think we can both acknowledge and admit that it's really scary. It's really vulnerable, especially like for you, Austin, like you, like you're running this school. So it's not even like, you're not even like a teacher in a classroom anymore. Like this whole thing is like on you, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's so much pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, but to have the confidence and to just be like, yeah, come on in. It's not perfect. We're, you know, we're still in what, what, three months in, but come on in. I don't know. I think that's great. Yeah, we we're at a good point. You know, we have we have a good group of kids, good group of families. I love it. Yeah, we had with just our 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 ten families. You know, we we have families from all over, which is great, both um, here and abroad. We had a family come in for Diwali. That celebrates Diwali. They came in and shared that nice. with the group. Nice, um, love it. We I, I put out a, a a request for flowers for flower mm-hmm. arranging. You know, and I prefaced it with saying like, you know, don't. Don't buy new flowers. If you have some before they go bad, if they still have a few days left, send them in and we can use them. The next day we've got flowers. Families coming with flat. Like we we have such a good family group. Um, I love it. It's 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 awesome. Yeah. So it's are great. you so you have a guide you're working with? Are you full-time in the classroom and full-time admin? Yes. Like so what's your I, okay? Yeah. So I work with a, a guide in the morning. Um okay. and then I have a, another individual who is not Montessori trained, but come in for the afternoon because we have an extended day program that goes until right. 45. Gotcha. So, okay. Yep. So I'm I'm there all day uh, with the kids for the most part. Sometimes I can step away in the afternoon to do like a little thing here and there, but for the, I'm largely with the kids from, uh, uh, I, I go in for seven, kids come at eight. Mm-hmm. And so from eight until they leave, uh, anywhere from five to five forty-five. I'm with the kids, and then after that, I do the admin administration work. All right, so that's a long day. So how yep. are you taking care of yourself? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it's just I just I'm I'm keeping my eyes on the prize. I've I've yeah. I knew it was going to be a marathon of a year with some sure. sprints with some sprints built in. Um, yeah, you know, so I was just I'm just ready for it, and this is just what has to happen you know yeah it's good to be in that mindset because yeah. when you're sort of in that um you're in a building year right like you're really in that crucial community building you know you're probably coming up on re-enrollment slash just trying to enroll new families which is such a crazy busy stressful time mm-hmm. so it's basically like did you do good enough to have kids either re- like stay or like to get right. more it's so hard um, and I mean, I worked in admissions and marketing and communications, all of that for schools. And that's a, that is a full-time job in itself. So I can only imagine that weight yeah. um, on you. Um, but it's also so exciting. And as you put the work in now, it's only going to get easier in the long run. It's actually just like we do in the classroom. If you set the boundaries, if you do it right in the beginning, then it's way easier as the months right. go on, because you've already set the, the you know, you've already set the guidelines. Right. Um, yeah, and I so, really yeah. hope that you have like a vacation planned or some mm-hmm. sort of like treat yourself moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we just mentioned offline. I'm running a turkey. I'm, I'm going to see my family for Thanksgiving, which will be nice. nice. Uh, they've um, we're, we're Turkey trot people now. Uh, <laughs> One we, of those, uh, huh? Yeah. We've become Turkey trot people. So uh, running a, a short 5k um nice. yeah but um yeah the litmus test of this re-enrollment as well yeah no i think i think families are happy I, you know i'm i'm 
I, I, I welcome the challenge. I knew I was getting into it. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I'm just, uh, excitement is the overwhelming emotion. Well, that's awesome. As long as you're like, I mean, I know it's stressful, but as long as like, it's mostly positive, then that's all you can ask for. So are you using like a, a system like TADS or something like that, like to run, to run the school, like on on a platform? Are you using anything like that? Are you kind of doing it yourself? Getting Um, into the nitty gritty of like, yeah, Um, I actually am actively looking for a system for enrollment. Um, Mm -hmm for we're using transparent classroom to communicate. I was going to ask transparent classroom. Um, we can talk more about this offline. They have, I, that's what we used um, yeah. for admissions and it's pretty user-friendly. Yeah. Right now we're, I, I, I need to explore it a little more. Um, yeah. But uh, right now we're just using it to share pic- weekly pictures with families. Oh yeah. It's great it's, for that. Just like for that alone. I think it's worth it. Totally. Um, it really is. And yeah, if you ever want to talk more about that, I yeah, that's what we did admissions through. And the con the contract building was it wasn't too bad. It was it was pretty it was pretty easy. Yeah. I mean, I I I have the all of the language for the contracts and everything. Like I've mm-hmm. I've got all of the content. It's just how to get it from parents to look at sure. to sign to get it back to me. That's totally I need. Um, we had all those been, details. Oh, it's just never ending. I know. Um, <laughs> And it's like ev- like everything. Yeah. If, if no, I know. Like, Literally everything. I, I I just fixed a toilet this week. I was gonna say you're like the janitorial staff. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm cleaning. I'm cleaning every day, and also like oh yeah, I'm like cleaning every day. I'm I'm worrying about accounting and receipts. Right. Um, I'm thinking about social media and continuing to try to market since we're gonna have to mm-hmm. ramp that up soon. I'm thinking about curriculum and like where kids are at and what materials need to be out in the room mm-hmm. uh yeah i really have no life but i would like to talk to you about a transparent classroom either you know wherever offline okay, let's do it i um, no, totally let's let's um, do that um because i i don't know if anyone listening has had experiences with transparent classroom but i i found i mean it, listen it's not a perfect system i don't think there is a perfect system but from the parents if they're already comfortable using transparent classroom for the photos if they already know i I just think it's kind of a no-brainer to use it i mean if you're already paying for it right um but anyway we can talk more about that so so to that point too uh i think in a previous school that i worked at Mm -hmm. the director wanted us writing updates individual updates about the kids every two weeks that's too many. Which is, in my opinion, sorry, a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, and so, uh, you know, in in part of my thinking of of as I'm establishing the school and as I'm thinking about these systems, you know, the the more time that guides spent writing emails, filling out forms, doing these things, that's less time that they have to think about students and their learning and their development prepping materials totally. improving the experience of the classroom for the kids and 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 mm-hmm. that to me is is the job right so yes. their their time is is finite um you know and beyond that like you don't want burnout you want them to have lives you want guides to right. be able to like <laughs> do you say oh really 
No, I said, I said, yes, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought you were being sarcastic. Sorry. We speak sarcasm in the Northeast. Um, so, so, so transparent classroom is great because rather than like writing all of those individual, yeah, uh, whatever updates for the kids, we send a couple photos of each kid each week, each week. Totally. Um, transparent classroom lets you tag the activity that they're working on. Parents can read a little bit more about that. So there's got that education piece there as well. Yep. Um, and it just, yeah, it just makes life easy. So um, I agree. Always keeping that in mind too, as I'm getting these systems in place and, and getting things set up, managing parent expectations is also one of it. One, one of those things to, to um, always keep in mind too, um, with what we do and how we do things. Um, but yeah, ultimately if, if they're seeing positive changes in their kids and like the, the kids, I think every single one of our parents is had mentioned something that their kid brought home that they had learned. Um, so it's really cool to see that. That's um, awesome. And you know, they're making connections with, with things that they're seeing outside of the school too. So, um, mm. you know, we're, we're, we're moving in the right direction. I love that. Yeah. So shifting to maybe some negative things that have happened. Yeah. I just want to know, like, what's been the hardest part of this experience so far? Like, have you had an, well, I guess your guide leaving, that probably wasn't great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what kind of, what hardships, what, what things have just sort of been like, maybe not unexpected, but just like really difficult to get through. And you, you have gotten through it because things are going well. Yeah. So if you can speak a little bit to that. Yeah. Thanks for the question. Um, yeah, the uh, <laughs> the uh, the guide leaving was that was the thing that was certainly yeah. a thing that had to be That's dealt hard. with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, the most so so I guess two of the most salient issues that have come to mind, um, and they're similar, but it's just the amount of work that you need to put in to just be able to do the work to get going you know yes. like all like mm-hmm. dealing with the like registering we're a nonprofit, so register okay. the business with the irs with the state with the right. city that is a whole thing yeah all of the mm-hmm. regulatory stuff that you need to have in place right. and then licensing um we had to have a health inspector in we had to i had to update the um, fire alarm system, which <laughs> one was was pretty expensive, and two uh, took a while. I was waiting for a quote, so so I, I was going to one company, getting a second quote for another company, waiting months, following up months, oh my God. and then at the end of waiting months for this quote, not even the work, just the quote, uh-huh. like oh yeah, sorry, we're not going to be able to do that work. <laughs> oh my God! All right, cool. Thanks. Awesome. No worries. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and and I still I'm still on their email newsletters. I just because I haven't unsubscribed, but I'm still getting email blasts from these people. It's like, okay. no, I like I was trying to give you my business and, and you didn't take it. So <laughs> um so yeah, so there's just a lot that had to happen just to be able to start to then do the work. Right. Um, right. 
and the, the other thing I was going to mention is it, relatedly, it's, it's, it's just a lot. Like there's some spinning plates, like I'm worried about accounting. I'm, I'm, there's, there's just so much yeah. to do all the time. Totally. Um, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure your to-do list could, I, I'm, I mean, I think this is true of teachers, but this is a little bit different because you're doing everything. I'm, I'm sure you could work 24 hours a day constantly yeah. every single day and you would still have something to do. Yeah. That's just sort of what I, where I think you're at right now. I used to feel like that in the classroom because there's always something to do. Always something right. that you have, Even, you, you got everything else with it too. Yeah. Even just running a classroom to your point, just running a classroom. It is yeah. never ending. Never um, ending. And that's, again, that's, I'm, I'm trying to like get all for, for guides. I'm trying to get all that other stuff out of the way so that they can focus on those things. But um, yeah, for me, I've, I've got a very nice uh, checklist checklist system that I've Perfect. developed. It certainly grows faster than I can cross the things off, but <laughs> yeah, I've got it there. So uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's, yeah, that's the hardest part. Just spinning plates all the time. And like, oh, sort of, totally. like unrelated things that need to happen simultaneously. Um, I, I have to keep a checklist. Otherwise I will completely forget. Absolutely. So all of that sounds like an avalanche. So in the yeah. midst of all of that mounting to do's and all of this stuff, like how do you stay inspired and how do you keep going? Like how you were talking about how you're like, it's just what needs to be done. And I, and I love that mindset. Um, cause this is your passion. So like, how do you stay, you know, how do you get out of bed in the morning? I'm just kidding. Yeah. How do you, how do you do it? Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, work period, I think, um, we've yeah. got, uh, we've got a great group. Um, we've oh, got ground rules in place. Um, being able to sit down for lessons, uh, with yeah. kids and get as, as, uh, one of my, um, Irish colleagues and friends that has said getting getting stuck in, right? <laughs> yeah. Hi, Sabrina. Getting stuck into the work with the kids is just like that's that's why we do it. So um being able to, to experience that um is uh is is great. And that's you know that's for now that's that's all I need. I love that. I mean it's there's a reason that teachers work as hard as they do because it's the most rewarding thing in the world. And and I think too, this community you're building, all that great feedback you're getting from parents. You said that you're trying to open a new classroom already. Like that must mean things are going, are looking good for 2023, 2024. So that would keep me going too, you know, cause it's not like you're putting in all this work and the, the buildings like crumbling, you right. know, it seems like things are going really well. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean the, the, everything I, I know we had mentioned the lease and that was, you know, difficult to get sure. established, but, um, the space is great. The, the people that so it's, it's, we're renting space from a church and, um, the, the parish council or the board of the church working with them has just been fantastic. Nice. Um, they've been really helpful. Um, in fact, uh, with licensing, there were a few things that had to change before the fire marshal would sign off on it. And just like, outlets that had to be swapped by the sink and it's like batteries yeah. that had to be changed and exit sign and so i let my contacts know and he immediately called the 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 electricians to come in and swap the thing so that we could get the fire marshal to sign off on the 
life safety report so that I could get in my application to licensing so that I could have the kids uh, there. And it all had, had to happen in a very short amount of time. And um, they helped me to get it done. So so the space is great. Great. They've, Good. Location's great. We've got um, green space, too. I think I mentioned that Ooh. some locations that I was looking at, just there, the outdoor space was a was a parking lot. And that's just that's just not enough so we have we have green space we've got some woods that the kids can play into which amazing um, is awesome yeah they've got uh yeah they have a gym full-size gym that we can use from time to time okay we've got room to grow like every the location is oh my like everything is so good about the look about, about the space so that um, makes such a difference that's fantastic that it kind of sounds like to me that that's helping you so much. I mean, especially in outdoor space, that's so, that makes things so much less complicated, right, especially right. when you're building a community and these little bodies are just trying to understand how to be in a classroom. It's so nice to be like, you know what? We're going to go outside yeah. for as long as it takes to reset whatever this is. Right, so right. I love yeah. that. It and, and I think I could probably take up some research that would um, confirm this, that it's just helped Time outside in nature in the woods just helps kids to regulate themselves. Um, and so having that right at our doorstep is uh, fantastic. Uh, I worked, one of the schools that I worked at was uh, downtown Boston. And we had to get the kids on a rope, walk 20 minutes to an mm. artificial playground. We have an hour, right? So 20 minute walk, yeah. 20 minutes to play, 20 minute walk back. That's a lot. It's just, it's just not what kids need for development. Um, I agree. The school that I was working at uh, down in Charlotte, you know, it was really interesting because they started their morning with um, kind of exercise outside and they had this cool like ropes course and stuff. And, right. and at first I was like, that, I, it was different than what I'd experienced. So I was like, hmm, interesting, but I loved it. I mean, the kids come into school with boundless amounts of energy and it was just great for them to just get outside and kind of get in. And this school had a beautiful campus. There were like woods everywhere. So it's really, really awesome. And I and I remember just thinking like, okay, like this is just a must for <laughs> for any elementary or any any other classroom that I'm in. Like we are gonna go outside first thing in the morning. That's great. Yeah, it's 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 a luxury to be able to to um sort of pivot and and change your schedule change things as kids need um yeah not a lot of schools have that and so when when you can do that it's 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 great to be able to be built completely completely around uh students needs and and where they're at what whatever inputs they need uh, to get them regulating themselves and, and doing productive um and constructive work is, is great yeah. So what are the projections for next year? How's it going? Like, feeling yeah. good about it? I can, my, my enthusiasm continues to wax. Um, I, uh, yeah, I mean, again, we have, we have room to grow. So we're hoping to add a classroom next year and maybe a classroom after that. There's, there's room for three. Love classrooms. It. Yeah. You know, so, so in, um, attracting first families, um, I sort of took the shotgun approach of, you know, social media, SEO and Google searches and, and Google ads, going to events and like setting up a table and meeting people, yard signs throughout the city. Yeah. 
and I've heard from parents in word of mouth too. Um, I've I've heard from our current parents that like each one of those things I did hit on at least got got at least one or one or two parents nice. in. Um, I love that. Yeah. Um, but as we grow, um, I think word of mouth is going to be the overwhelming uh, means of, of marketing. Always. And bringing in new families. Um, nice. Yep. Being on the internet is, is definitely helpful because that's where oh, people yeah. go to look up things. Um, but yeah, I think totally. word of mouth and, and having families share their experiences with others is going to be the most powerful means of, of broadening our reach and growing our community. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure do some of your families have siblings, like younger siblings that will kind of like feed into your enrollment. That's mm -hmm. great. See, that's yep. fantastic. And then you're going to you're going to continue to get those families that if they like what happened with their child, like you're just going to have, you know, their kid, the next kid in like a few years or something. So that's awesome. Yeah. Do you have an elementary school that you kind of work with to like feed them primary kids or like or a toddler? Do you have any like relationships with other schools? Anything like that? Uh, yeah, there's one in the next town over um, mm -hmm. a Montessori school that if families want to continue in a Montessori environment, I, I send them that way. Nice. Um, yeah. Too. Yeah. So so we'll add a, a few primary classrooms over the next couple of years, hopefully. Uh, and then I would like to actually first grow down. I, I, I Again, I yeah, think that makes sense. about this last time that I don't think there's just enough happening in like with with the young children i think there's there's massive development happening during that time um and it's again it's 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 overlooked so um would like to build to that space into that space next um after we we fill out the primary rooms i mean a toddler program if you establish a good one which i know you will that class will always be full mm. like it will like cuz I mean, I just from my experience, like one, there aren't a lot of toddler Montessori programs, unfortunately, um, good ones at least. And when there is a great one, like they're just, I mean, people are just crazy for it. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a brilliant idea because then you would just, your primary classrooms would be full um, and you could get those kids in from the start. That's so cool. I'm obsessed with the toddler age. Like if I ever did another training, it would be toddler A to I, like no question. Like that's what I would do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, again, so we talked about this last time, but by means of recap, uh, I guess the three yeah. major areas that I eventually want to work in with our schools, we have the Montessori classroom, um, working with the, having a family mentor on staff whose job it is to just work directly with families. And then also... Um, incorporating research somehow um, and having the younger students as well will be great for the research aspect of for like for 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 all things but for the research aspect of what we're setting out to do too to just have more information more data about where kids are coming from um and continuing to study their their growth and development i think will be really neat too i love it yeah and that was such a big thing that montessori did maria montessori like she was uh, I mean, she was a scientist she was a researcher like that's what she did and I and I don't think that's done enough you know yeah. I think a lot of it is yeah it's Montessori it's working we're not going to fix it we're not going to do anything with it it's like well maybe we yeah. should take a look at it yeah, I, she, I'm obsessed with that yeah she said <laughs> it, it's it's a scientific pedagogy so you yep. you know start where kids are at you study them you alter the environment you study those changes and you continue to iterate in this feedback loop and the end result is 
a prepared environment that's that's built around the very specific needs of individual children. And I think that's a really powerful thing that nobody really understands broadly. No. <laughs> which is which is sad. Uh, what uh, I was speaking with a student teacher who's who's coming to observe, but will also fill in for coverage as needed. I was nice. saying, I feel like in, in, in her studies too, like she'll study she, and, and, and as in my case too, we'll look at, you know, the, the big names like Jean Piaget, for example, is one that sticks out. Right. Um, but he uh, was um, born the year that Maria Montessori graduated from medical school in like 18, I think it was 96. Um, he himself had observed children in Montessori schools. He was later the president of the Swiss Montessori Society. Mm. Um, but everybody knows John Piaget and nobody knows Maria Montessori, even though undoubtedly um, she, at the very least, inspired his work. So anyhow, so I was speaking with, with um, the student teacher and I was saying how like I feel like I, I have this like secret of like, how students, how how people, how young children operate, um, and uh, like the knowledge of how to establish an environment so that they can thrive and they can do better and be independent and develop all of these higher order cognitive skills that is just good for so many kids. But Montessori is this fringe pedagogy that is like it's alternative. It's misunderstood um, yeah. greatly. Yeah. Greatly misunderstood. Yeah. And I and I I'm hoping that's changing. I I just don't really know sometimes because I think that um more and more um you know you see the Montessori-ish stuff. And I'm not saying that's bad. I think I think any kind of Montessori incorporation is incredible. I really do. Um but I just get worried sometimes that people are going to have a misconception of what it actually is. But it's hard to really do Montessori 100%, especially when you don't have the tools. And yeah. But I think the biggest misconception about Montessori, and I, I've told friends this because Montessori seem, at least in my circle of friends, it's sort of seen as like really expensive, bougie, mm -hmm. fancy. I can't afford to outfit my home with Montessori. And I'm like, literally, do you have a cardboard box? Do you have like a paper towel roller i can show you how to make a toy i mean it's it's actually so simplistic but i think people have the complete wrong idea of what it is because like you have all these new like fancy montessori toys like you know about the ladder thing what is it called the particular ladder or right the triangle i had no idea what that was no idea and my friends who are all having babies they were like oh rachel like i got this montessori thing and i was like what what is it and so like i got the pickler triangle what are you talking about? And so I finally looked it up. It's it's awesome. It's so cool. Yeah. But I had no idea what it was. And this thing is like $300. And I was like, that is what my point is. I'm not saying if you have a pickler triangle, I mean, I'm a, <laughs> I love them. They're cool. I'm just saying that is not the, that's not the measure of being a Montessorian or having a Montessori home for your child. No. You don't need the elite, you know, most expensive, mon just because it's labeled Montessori doesn't necessarily mean that it's Montessori. There are so many things. I mean, Montessori, it's an aid to life. Most of the tools you need are literally in your home yeah. already. Right. And so, yes, um, you can buy the Pickler Triangles 
And we love the Pickler Triangle. I'm not saying that don't buy it. Right. They're great. But but don't let not buying the Pickler Triangle or not being able to or not wanting not being able to buy the Pickler Triangle. Don't let that um, prevent you from creating an environment that gives your child opportunities to develop skills with where they're at. You know, it's a means of of gross motor development for the student, right? Like you can, there are plenty of ways to do that that are not $300. I know. I mean, simply just putting a hook down at their level that they can put their coat on. Yeah. Like just that maybe like getting things. I mean, I just think one of the easiest things to do is just putting things at their eye level, like moving the art in their room down to their Mm -hmm. eye level, you know, things like that. Like rotating the toys, not having a million toys out, you know, having... Yeah. few that they can choose from so they right. can make a choice you know it's and none of that costs money <laughs> right right um go buy a two by four sand it down lay there it on the go. ground and let your toddler try to balance on it like yep you know that's Done. like yeah, there you go that's an option i know yeah. i always tell people too like um if you have a full length mirror from college that's like kind of gross i mean i am just speaking from experience i have one put it on its side mounts to the wall and like that will do wonders your baby will lay down and like stare at themselves for hours like it's great you know um anyway i'm i get really fired up about this because i think this is just one of the main misconceptions of montessori that honestly makes me angry Mm -hmm. because it's so in my mind it's so not what it is yeah you know yeah, no, it's definitely all all based on all this misunderstanding of the method and also of, of kids too. Like it's understanding child development and being able to address a child's needs in a developmentally appropriate way requires high levels, high levels of expertise. Um, and it's it's not intuitive. Um, but the hard thing is that people like everybody was uh once a child. Um they might think they know, but people, you know, they not only do they not know what they not what they don't know. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> right. they they think they know when they don't know. Yes. Um. So yeah, th- those are complicating factors in in all of this as well. Absolutely, but it seems like you have parents who are supportive and who mm-hmm. are learning. And I I I think one of the most affirming things for a guide is a parent mentioning something their child did at home yeah. or something they learned at home yeah. from the work that you're doing. And it's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we have admissions interviews, right? Before um, we accept our, our children and uh, sure. I'm sort of showing my hand a little bit with this, but um, yes, I want to see where the kid's at, but I also want to engage with the parents to sort of get yeah. their vibe a little bit too. Um, you know, I, I, will work with very quote unquote difficult children um, if their parents are are open to communication and open to like hearing us out and, and getting input from us and best case scenario, adapting what they do to help meet the child's needs a little better. If, if parents are open and like that, like, yeah, great. Oh my God. It's so, it. it's so true because that is, that's usually the, where the battle is. It's usually... I mean, spoiler alert, usually if the child is difficult, they're not really difficult. It's the parents that are going to be difficult. But you're so right about that. If parents are open to suggestions and and what you're, you know, instructing or helping or guiding or whatever, um, 
then you can really see that child blossom because most of the time that's what happens, you yeah. know? Yeah, we're you know we're we're a team. We work together with with parents. Totally. And we have to be on the same page. We have to be able to to communicate about things. Yeah, again, even even it, with really difficult kids, like once we get them sort of figured out and what they need, we need to be able to share that with parents and have them, you know, change uh, what they're doing a little bit too. Right, and like a lot of parents don't really understand or don't know what. It's not that any way is worse or better or anything like that. It's just being on the same page. So the child's getting the same message. And if you're sending a message to them in the classroom that they're, they're responding to, and it's positively working, then you just want the parents to do the same thing at home. That's all it is. I mean, there's been a million times that I've seen the whole day's work go out the window in the car line when the child gets in the car. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, great, try again tomorrow. And it's no one's fault. It's, it's not easy to be a Montessori parent. It's not easy to have a child's teacher or guide tell you, hey, <laughs> can you can you do this a little yeah. bit better? That's not like what yeah. you're saying, but to them no. they might interpret it that way, right? And yeah. so I think it's really, I think it's really difficult to be open and to be like, you know what? Yes, I will try positive phrasing instead of yelling yeah. at my kid not to run through the hallway. Yeah. I will try, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. It's it's definitely difficult. So um if parents, if you're listening, just try to be open. What I ran into um, in the classroom, I was young when I started, I was like 26, 27. And I didn't, I didn't have kids, right? Mm-hmm. I, so I'm like, why are these people going to listen to me? I don't have a child at home. You know, I, I always found that really, really hard, you know, because I don't have my own kid at home, you know, to have any kind of evidence right um and i i just had to let that go like whatever i'm the expert so yeah yeah i i i don't have any kids of my own just yet uh either but you know i know my limits like we 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 preach independence we preach you know enabling the child to do the things for themselves right yeah Um, but i also understand sometimes you gotta rush out of the door and you gotta throw the kids shoes on oh my god i get it Um, it. yeah it's it it's an aid to life. It's a, it's, you know, you, I think all of us Montessorians know it's just, yeah, it's not going to be perfect every time because sometimes it's just, it's just not going to happen and that's okay. Um, can, so I'm, I'm, I'm curious, did you, did you come up with that phrase aid to life? I've never heard that before. No, I wish I did. That would be so cool, but no, I did not. Montessori did. So, okay. um, it's more in, um, Maybe it was just more in my training. I love it though, because it's really what we're doing. Like we're giving them tools to be a person. (laughs) It's, it's all about a well-rounded human being. Like think of all the stuff we do in the classroom. It's not just like math facts and reading, you know, it's, it's literally, you know, I mean, just think of practical life in primary. I mean, that is, you are truly teaching, guiding children to to know how to be a person. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I love it. I love that phrase. Um, yeah. yeah I, feel I free love, to use it. Yeah. Thank you. I'll yeah put that in my pocket for later. Do it. Yeah. I, I, I really enjoy how she acknowledges that people and children have everything within them that they need already. What has yeah. to change is the environment. Right. Um, so true. And so again, like when parents are all, when they're like super jazzed about the things their kids are doing and, you know, I, 
uh, try not to take all the credit, right? Um, but uh, I know, like, you know, we're not we're not like doing anything to the child. Like we're we're mm-hmm. we're we're preparing the environment. We're providing some scaffolding as necessary. We're putting out the materials that they benefit from, and they're doing the work, right? They're internalizing. Oh all this. yeah. So um, we're just uh, enabling them. Yeah, I remember um, my one of my trainers. Um, she said you know, children will learn math, reading, history. They're going to, they will learn that. They can learn that anywhere, but it's like how, how they're going to learn. And I always loved that because this is stuff that every person is learning, but it's how, and that's the environment. That's how we, you know, it's how you give the lesson to the child. It's, it's how they, you know, how you guide them through follow-up work, how, I don't know. I just love that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, again, I, I, I preach this to my parents too. Like we, we get to the academic stuff, but oh, that, yeah. that's not what's most important. Like they need to be, we're, we're creating, we're giving children to become independent, autonomous, to develop these higher order cognitive skills, um, the concentration, like those are the things that are going to carry them much further. If they have those in place, then they can figure everything else out. But if that's right. they like no math facts and are extremely dependent uh, or have a hard time, whatever, focusing, concentrating on on something and because they simply haven't had the opportunity to practice, well, then they're not going to be as well positioned um, to grow and advance in the future. So. Totally. Um, wow, I could talk to you forever, but we should mm-hmm. probably wrap it up. This was so fun to get the update on Upstone. Yeah. And I'm really excited for you. It sounds like things are going really well. I am going to remind you to take, um, I'm glad you're going away for Thanksgiving. Turn your computer off. Try to like mm-hmm. take some time. I'll try. Uh, remember to take care of yourself. I know it's hard. Um, but thanks so much for coming yeah. on and giving us this awesome update. Yeah. This is great. Thanks for thanks for having me back. Oh, and can I of plug uh, the connected Montessori? Can, uh, up, oh my God, we forgot to talk about it. How's that going? I'm sorry. It's 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 growing. <laughs> no, it's all right. Um, yeah, it's growing. Um, uh, awesome. So, yeah. So um, I've created an an online network of guides to just share resources, to um, ask questions, uh, to to gain some insight. Um, called the Children's House Network. Um, where we guides from all over the world can just get together and 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 share the part some of the volumes of knowledge that we generate every single day. Um, so go to let's see theconnectedmontessorian.org. You can sign up; it's free. Get on there, share a little bit about yourself, share uh, maybe a resource that you like or a thought that you have, um, and let's uh, yeah, let's just help each other improve uh, one another's practice. Yeah, it's such a great way to stay connected. And definitely I have that in the show notes. So definitely click on that and join if you haven't joined already. Um, And thanks again for being here. We'll talk soon. Thank you, Rachel.